Hi. Welcome back to Reese and Riesling, a podcast that's all about healing and the journey through it. Um, this morning is different. I'm I'm recording in the morning because I always have an excuse for why I'm not drinking wine, but I'm recording in the morning this morning. I decided to take a slower morning this morning. Um, usually I'm running around like a crazy person, like going to the gym, coming back, all that stuff, cooking breakfast, all the, all the things. Um, and I had a plan to talk to you about just something that wasn't really on my heart. I felt like it made more sense to deep dive into my relationship with my body and my thoughts on body positivity. Um, so this one is just like, I'm just going to like talk to y'all. I don't have any notes. I'm just going to like be really, really honest. I wanted at first I was thinking about talking about like why believing in yourself is so challenging and I think that part of it is definitely connected to this for me so welcome back I'm so excited you're here um I think when I think of my relationship with my body I have to instantly go back to the first moment where I realized when I really started thinking about it I grew up in such a loving kind wonderful beautiful family and my mother and father just loved me. <laughs> like, I do remember moments. Like, I remember going to the doctor one time with my best friend. I don't know why she. I don't know why she was in there, ma. That was very questionable on your part, ma. But it's fine. Um, but my best friend came in with me, and I remember the doctor telling me that like I was severely overweight, and she was like, "You are so overweight." I I was really young. I was probably like eleven or twelve. I was pretty young and wasn't quite thinking about my body. Like, I just like. I lived a sheltered life a little bit, you could say, and my parents did a really, hmm, I guess depending on how you define it, a good job of like, no, it was a good job, a good job of not making me feel like I needed to look like a magazine model or that I need to look like anyone but me. And at the end of the day, I'm black. So me growing up, there wasn't a lot of representation for me anyway. So we're like Oprah. I mean, Beyonce was out, but like, yeah, was not Oprah, was not Beyonce's size back then, um, or ever. But that's fine. Uh, so yeah, I I remember this one specific moment where I don't want to say it's where all my insecurities began because at the end of the day, I think my insecurities were always there. But I remember it like being highlighted for me and me really realizing how much women are in society are defined by what our body looks like. And how much so many women will rely on their body to tell them their worth. Um, so I was in middle school. I literally remember the moment like it was yesterday. I had a crush on this boy. I want to first just say to him, if he's listening, which I'm positive he's not, I forgive you. And you forgave me and we moved on and it's all good. It's all love. Um... It's just part of my story, okay? So we were in middle school. I had a really big crush on him. Probably the first guy I ever had a crush on. And yeah, no, I definitely had like a crush on like Lil Bow Wow when we were kids. Um, but he was like the first like physical crush. Crush, And obviously my hormones were raging. It was like, the, you know, everything was happening. My friends were getting their periods. All that stuff was happening. And I think I might have been following him. It was like after class, we were in the same class. I think we were in recorder class. So that's how you know how old we were. And 
I was like following him. And I remember we, we were like going out the door and he turned to me and he said, you fat ass, something, something fat ass. I can't even remember the rest of the words he said, because it was like a movie, you know, in the movie when it's like, like you literally, all you hear is that word that hurts your feelings. And I just remember, oh, I wish I could hug me. I really wish I could hug me in that moment. I wish I could go so much of my life. Do I wish I could go back and hug that Larisse? Um, I remember him saying that to me and it being a pivotal moment in my life because I was just like, oh my God, you think I'm fat? I'm fat? Fat is a bad thing. Fat? It was like so many things are going through my mind. And like, obviously I was just like, you think I'm fat and you're not into it. You think I'm fat and you're not into it? Um, so that was like a really, really, really pivotal moment in my life. I remember going home and telling my mom, and obviously my mom got involved. Lord told his mom. It was just a whole big thing. Um, but you know black moms. Anyways, so I it was truly a difficult moment for me. And I've I I had two best friends at that time in middle school and they were both super slim. And so they couldn't really identify with the feelings I was feeling. And obviously we're just too young to really unpack um, understanding your body and understanding how you feel about your body and what that relationship is. And then honestly, how deeply personal that is. And I think that my parents are like the smartest people in the world and, and the best. And they did the absolute amazing job at raising me but I don't know if my parents really understood either what it fe what it means for um your young daughter to not quite love her body or at least question it at the hands of someone else I think that I just didn't put any value in my body when I was younger like I just didn't think about it I remember like seeing Victoria's Secret models I remember seeing people on TV that were really slim and I grew up in a family where like, you know, the women is womening, okay? The curves are curving. The bodies are giving. There are tummies. There is arms. There is everything, okay? And there was never, I never feel like there was any shame around it. There was never any shame around it. It was just like, this is who we are and this is what it is. All the women in my family are married and happy and all of the things that you would think a woman would want to be happy, things you would think. Um, but so I just never really thought about it. And then that moment, I think I just started, I think that's when it like became obsessive. And when I was younger, at that point, I didn't have any access to anything, right? Like I didn't have access to a gym. I didn't have access to money to pay for a gym. I didn't have access to, you know, information about health and wellness. I didn't understand genetics and that, you know, I did, I remember people saying to me, I remember my dad saying like, oh, everybody's different. Cause I, you know, after that, it just became like this big comparison for me and every single, all of my girlfriends, I would compare myself to them and just be like, oh my God, look how much heavier I am than them. And like, that's why they're pretty and I'm not. And I think that's when like the cycle of just pulverizing myself from the inside out emotionally, um, Physically too, I think that I just, I, that at that point I just went on a binge and I didn't know what to do. So all I would do was just eat. And I felt like food was like the only thing that like made me feel good. It was something that was a consistent, it was something that 
was very connected to everything that I did. And it was also very like, you know, it's just something you do. Like, I feel like everything that we did, if we like celebrated something as a family, if I went out with my friends, like food was always involved. And I just didn't know what to do. I didn't feel like there was an answer. I, I feel like when I was younger, I just didn't think there was an answer. And so I just continued to eat. Obviously, guys, like I did other things. I did play sports as a kid. I did do things. But I remember not wanting to do those things, obviously, because of the way I was eating. But I didn't want to play sports. I didn't want to go to camp. I didn't want to be outside. I didn't want to be walking. Like I wanted to be inside playing with my Barbies and eating. That's what I wanted to do. And I it just got worse and worse. And then I remember I went to basketball camp. And if you know, if any of my friends are listening to this, I'm sure they're already laughing. And you can laugh. It is a laughable situation now. It was not laughable when I was younger. And it was definitely a huge part of my spiral of low self-esteem. But I went to basketball camp and I'm just like not athletic. Like that's just, okay, I take that back. I think I'm so athletic now, but I'm just not a sports person. I cannot play basketball. I The hand-eye coordination is just not for me. I don't understand running and dribbling a ball at the same time. Don't get it. I don't understand the amount of pressure it takes to lift that basketball up and shoot it into a hoop. I don't get it. It's just not for me. The Lord has given others those gifts. I do not have them. And that is okay because the Lord has given me other gifts. And I went to basketball camp. Obviously, we're all young, stupid, and dumb. And I remember playing horse. I think it's called horse. We were playing horse. And, you know, it's like the game when, like, everyone, like, everyone has to shoot a basket. And when you shoot a basket, you get to sit down terrible idea. Terrible idea for a basketball camp where there are children of multiple points in life. Beginner basketball players, under beginner, negative basketball players like myself. You know, it's just different levels. And I could not get a shot in for my life. I could not get a shot in for my life. Literally, the entire because there was like multiple different games happening all around the court. But my little game at one of the basketball hoops, everyone was sitting down except for me. Then I turn around. The entire gym is sitting down except for me. And this boy gets up and he's like, you, you suck. He added in some curse words as well. But you can imagine that like as a little kid, that is like so traumatizing. Like it's so traumatizing. And I was just so embarrassed I think he also included some slurs about me being fat and that being why I couldn't make any shots. I don't know. He probably didn't even say that. I just was so insecure that I was hearing that. So anyways, so basketball camp was another thing for me. And I think it was also like one of my parents attempts at softly, gently helping me like lose weight. Um, so I... And then my dad wouldn't let me quit. I was like, dad, I never want to go back there. I'm so embarrassed. Well, I'm really bad at it. Like, I just don't want to do it. And my father just was not hearing me. He was just like, that's not an option. We don't quit. Our family does not quit. And I was just like, oh, I think I did end up quitting. I think I just, my mom, I just went to my mom and I was like, mom, dad is crazy. I'm not going anymore. But that was another pivotal moment for me. So I think for most of my childhood, I was like just stuck in this world of like, wait, my body isn't right. It isn't what I think it should be. It isn't 
like those around me. It isn't like my girlfriends. Guys are telling me I'm fat and it seems to be an issue. Um, Because also at that age, like, you know, as you go into puberty and you start to like figure out your sexuality and me um, knowing and realizing that I liked men, them making comments about my body was like really affecting me because, you know, all my girls, we were like, you know, I have a crush on this person and he liked me and he, he smiled at me. And like, I wasn't having those moments. And so I was feeling like there was something wrong with me. So after that, I, that's, that's like middle school. And then middle, from middle school, I went to high school. I went to my local public high school and I feel like high school was a little bit better. I met my, my now best friend and she too had also experienced gaining weight and she she is the most beautiful woman like in the world to me. I don't think that there's anyone more stunning in every single way than her. And she really 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 helped me with my self-esteem. I remember like guys saying mean things to me and she would literally beat them up. I'm, you know, I'm so sorry to y'all, but my but my girl would literally beat them up. Um, she just like really protected me and really spoke life into me. I remember one, one day she like, she literally gave me, um, Conceited by Remy Ma. And she was like, listen to this every single morning when you get ready. And I would literally like get ready every single morning and listen to Conceited, literally listen to Conceited every single morning. Because I just like, she knew that I, I just didn't love myself. And she grew up in a family of women that are just all fly and beautiful and they just never define themselves by their body. And there was just so much more to life and to them than what their body looked like. And she really instilled and taught that to me. I mean, we did go on a lot of, I think we still both felt the pressure of wanting to be a quote unquote standard size. We wanted to be smaller. We wanted to be slim. We wanted to live a life where our bodies weren't the first thing people noticed and that it wasn't a negative noticing. We wanted it to be like, we, you guys look great. Like, you know, and I think that, or, you know, the, the ridiculous inexcus the, the excuses people make, you're not that big. Like girl, please leave us alone. We weren't even talking about our body. What are you talking about right now? Leave us alone. I do think that so much of the, you know, questioning was really in me. I really do think it was something I I just remember. I can't even say remember to you guys because honestly, I feel like I'm still there sometimes. Obsessing, obsessing, meaning that from the moment my eyes open, even before my eyes open, while my eyes are still closed in the bed in the morning and I'm about to wake up, my first thought is, oh my God, I need to lose weight. Oh my God, I'm too heavy. And it was just so overwhelming. And it has been so overwhelming for so many years of my life. And I think that I've wanted for so long to not allow it to consume me the way that it has, but I just have never figured out how to. Um, So high school was just kind of a whirlwind, right? I was like trying to work on it and, you know, be healthy, lose weight. Honestly, I'm not even going to lie to you. In high school, I was not trying to be healthy. I was trying to lose weight. That was all I cared about. And I tried every single... um, 
fad diet under the sun, literally. Atkins, what's that stupid cayenne pepper crap? That one too. Like I had tried literally every unhealthy um, way to lose weight and I would just go in and out I w- because obviously those fad diets are so unsustainable. And I, especially from someone who just loves and adores food, I don't know, maybe someone else can sustain them. But as for me and my house, I cannot sustain them. So I would literally like do a diet for like one or two days. I would get a really bad headache. I would feel like I'm going to pass out. And then I would just like binge eat for like five days more. And then I would feel like crap for that. Then I would try to work out for like two days. I would be like, oh my God, this is so hard. And then I would give up. Um, So it was just like a never ending cycle of that. And then my senior year of high school, boys started to notice me. And I feel like that's when I, I, I just wasn't as focused. I was like, oh wait, boys like me. So whatever, like, guess it's fine. Guess I could just trauma dump on the man and have him consistently reassure me that my body is okay for him. And then everything's fine, right? Because you have a guy. Guys, I'm so sorry. I am revealing to you my trauma. This is why this is a podcast about healing, okay? Because there was a lot of healing I've had to and I am doing. Um, So that was high school. And then college, I got to college and I feel like I got a little more serious. My university had a gym on campus. So like I was at least able to like go to the gym and work out there. Um, but I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea what I was doing. Like Instagram was on the rise. We were all having like full access to like our favorite celebrities and seeing like all different shapes and sizes of women on Instagram because everyone was posting. Um, so I, I definitely felt more confident in myself. I had more, a little bit of money to take care of myself, to, you know, dress nicely, all of that. But I I still definitely didn't know what I was doing and I wasn't doing the proper research to get myself to the most fit version of me. Um and then I was dating all through college and again for so much of my life my the my body was only okay to me if it was okay to a man and the man that I liked. And if it wasn't, if a, if a guy that I liked didn't like it, then here we go. Here goes my spiral. Here goes my whirlwind. Um, so after college, I remember I studied abroad for like six months in Europe and I definitely gained like 25 pounds. I feel like that was probably the hev- one of the heaviest I've, I ever felt like I was in my adult life. And I just gained that weight so fast. I mean, I was in Europe. I was in Paris for a month. I was in Rome for a month. I was in Sevilla, Spain for a month. I don't regret one of those pounds I gained. I did regret them when I was running, but I didn't regret them at that point. So I came home. I was like, whoa, I gained a lot of weight. None of my clothes were fitting right. I was just like, oh, I don't feel good. I felt sluggish. It just wasn't great. And then I had time. I honestly had time. I think I wasn't working. I was trying to find a job. And I just told myself, like, what if I just try? What if I just don't give up this time? What if I actually try and don't give up? Um, So I started to go to the track down the street from my house. And I I didn't want to get a gym membership because I had tried to go to the gym multiple times before that. And I would never, like, keep up with it. I would always just give up. So 
I started going to the gym every, I mean, going to the track every day and I would just run. I would just like run. I would use the Nike app and I would run and I would like track how far I could run. And I would always try to run a little bit further every single day. I think I lost about seven or eight pounds doing that. And then I was like, you know what? The winter came around. It gets really cold out here. So I did end up getting a gym membership. I would, I started going to the gym. That was the beginning of my fitness journey. Like truly the beginning of my fitness journey. That was probably like 2017. Um, I started dating a guy. I fell off. We broke up. Obviously I was charged up and ready to go. Like went back in the gym, killed it. I was going so hard. That was when I was like, I also started working out with my friend Natalia, who's amazing and beautiful on Instagram. Her Instagram is Natalia Palanco. She introduced me to this trainer named Heba. And her Instagram is at evolve.nation. I can tag both of them in the description box. Heba is so next level. I don't think she trains people individually any, anymore, but she um, does have like, you can like buy her app and um, she has like a whole program that you can walk her through. And, and what's so life changing about Heba is that Heba is all about mindset. She's a She's a beast with the workouts, but she's also all about your mindset. And so she just, oh, that woman, she changed my life when it came to working out. I had never seen my body transform the way it transformed when I was working out with her. She just, oh, Heba, that girl, that woman is, she's amazing. Everyone should follow her. If you have any desire to get into wellness or fitness, honestly, if you just want to have a positive mindset, you should totally work. You should totally follow her. She's just great. Um, so I started working out with her in like 2018. And then I forget what's happening in between there in 2018. It's all a blur. The pandemic just made everything a blur. But in the pandemic, I gained a ton of weight again. And you know, I had no access to a gym. I had no, my routine was all over the place. I was working from home. I was not moving enough. It just was like, I just was like, this is crazy. This is crazy. I, I also was drinking a lot because I was really unhappy. I, th I think that I was definitely facing some, showing some signs of depression at that time. Um, and I, I have not mastered the art of feeling strong feelings and not resorting to drinking and eating. Definitely something I'm healing through. Um, but I always knew through all of it that I needed to keep moving my body and I would force myself to go for runs in the morning. I would, you know, force myself to move my body. I think what I was struggling with was managing the eating. I think one of the hardest parts of a fitness journey is you're a lot hungrier the more you're moving, but you can't, you have to balance it and be mindful of what it is you're intaking. And then obviously alcohol is not your friend when you're trying to shred. And I just love me a good cocktail. I just love me a good drink. That's honestly why you don't see me drinking on this podcast so much because fitness goals. And honestly, I try to keep to make sure that I don't drink. I try to keep drinking to like one to two days a week. And if I'm drinking like no more than three drinks, two to three drinks, um, which might sound like a lot to somebody else, but to me, I could drink. I could, I could, I could, I could throw a couple of drinks back. Um, so yeah. So then after that, so towards the end of the pandemic, when the gym, literally the day the gym first opened, 
I was like, I had thought about it a little bit and I was like, you know what? This has been such a challenge for me my entire life. Loving my body and wanting my body to look a certain way has been challenging for me my entire life. And if this is going to be my personal challenge, this should be something that I invest the most in. And I really do believe that. I really do believe if, if something is challenging for you, you should do, you should probably invest the most in that, especially if it's something that's debilitating, as debilitating for me as the way that I saw my body. I do think a lot of it is also the therapy I need and all the things that I should work on mentally with how I see myself. But I do also think that health and wellness overall is such a big, important part of my life. I'm saying all of this as I've skipped the gym this morning because I'm feeling drained, but um, I just felt like I needed a gym that I loved, was beautiful. I was excited to go to. And also, honestly, just wasn't a lot of people that I knew go to that gym because I really wanted to be able to work out and just be focused on the workout and not thinking about who's looking at me or what I look like or just really worrying about the workout. Um, and so I joined a gym and I have never, I, I would honestly say I am the most fit I've ever been in my life right now. Um, and at the hands of myself, which is also a new thing for me, I've always used a trainer. I've always gone to there's always been a reason why I, I did a crazy diet or whatever. Like this time I'm genuinely just eating cleaner. I am being really mindful of what I eat. I'm being mindful of how many steps I'm taking a day. I'm being mindful of how much I work out. Um, but I'm trying to really do it the healthiest way so that this is just a part of my life forever. And no longer beating myself up over the fact that I'm just not a naturally skinny girl. But celebrating how hard I can go in the gym and celebrating how hard of a worker I am and how far I've come. Like I was just thinking the other day of like all the things I've achieved in the gym, like things I never in a million years, like the fact that I can see cuts in my core is the most insane thing. Like I cannot believe that's me or just being able to do a couple push-ups, real push-ups, not girl push-ups, real push-ups. It's just astounding to watch my body change and I will be honest, like I I just told you my fitness journey. This has been my entire life. My entire life has been consumed with caring about my weight. And I realize that all of that is not the healthiest thing to be as obsessed as I have been. And so I think that at times that is why I'm a little slow on social media to talk about my weight just because I know how much I obsess over it, how much I've tied my value to it, how much I've um, beaten myself up and pulverized myself mentally, physically, emotionally over it. Um, but I will say that it has been so healing for me to do something about it. It has been so healing and groundbreaking for me to continue to push forward and to continue to see that the only person that has any control over how I view myself, how I feel about myself, how I feel in my clothing, how I see myself in the mirror is me. And it's genuinely just changed my life. And I, I wake up so proud of myself. I do think that I still wake up with a little bit of an unhealthy relationship 
with trying to force myself to work out. And if I don't go to a workout instantly being like, oh my God, I'm going to gain weight. I do still have a lot of those negative thoughts and unhealthy thoughts, but I will say that at least having a a consistent routine, a consistent healthy routine has been like so healing for me. Um, So that's my fitness journey. I feel like I need to give you guys like another part of this to kind of talk you through how I got to this regimen that I now have that I feel so confident in. I do have more. I do have so much more I want to achieve in my fitness goals. I do feel like currently I'm in a little bit of a fitness rut so I can share with you guys like what I'm planning to do to get out of it. Um, But I just want to say thank you for all of the love you guys have shown me. And every time the few of you that like comment and leave messages and tell me in person that they listen to my podcast and that it's encouraging or it uplifted them in any way. I just really appreciate you for that. And thanks so much for listening. Can't wait to talk to you guys next time. See you in a week. Okay, bye.